Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh my goodness. Well, I can't believe it's already the second hour. And uh, hopefully, do we have um, our guests? We're working through it right now. Sure, Um, sure. So, not right now. Do we want to just hang tight, or do you think we should uh, maybe go on to our next segment and then come back? Or do Let's go that route. Okay, okay. cool. No Let's problem. No problem. We can jump in if we have to. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Okay. We have, just to give the audience a heads up, we have a, an interview, you know, coordinating an interview that's happening live in another part of the country or in another part of the globe. Um, takes some work and we're trying to make that happen so that we can speak with someone directly on the ground in Syria following those devastating earthquakes in Syria and Turkey yes. to find out exactly what the situation is like. And also how you, my talkers, can continue to help support uh, that work that's yes. being done. That's fantastic, yes. So hopefully they, uh, we will get Roy on the line soon. Um, so Prince Harry, there's some rumors going around out there that I, if this is true and this happens, I would be so delighted. I would probably watch it this show again. So I think what uh, you're talking about is the story that Prince Harry was close to hosting SNL, although we don't know what happened. Allegedly, supposedly, talks, quote, stalled at the last minute. So I saw the story, too, and I thought to myself, yes, and I want to see Prince Harry on Saturday Night Live, and I need to know why talks stalled, because I'll just tell you right off the bat, he seems like he would be a perfect guest host for Saturday Night Live, right? Because... The thing I've learned and the thing you've, uh, I'm sure, uh, appreciate as well, because we've been reading his book Spare, is that Prince Harry is, like, he's so comfortable in his skin, and he's really funny. Yes. Right? Like, And so I think he, he and from the interviews that he's done promoting the book, like, did you see him on Colbert? He, uh, no. He, like, they talked forever. I think they talked for, like, 40 minutes. And Prince Harry was, like, you know throwing out some zingers and he was super funny and his timing is impeccable. So I thought, I feel like he would be great on Saturday night live. Yeah, they could. I mean, what would that be like in the writer's room? Because of course they're going to focus on some things in spare and they usually don't shy away from any topics on, uh, but they would have to run it by him and be like, is it okay if we talk about this is it okay if we talk about how you went to the North pole and some, um, you got frostbite on your tally. <laughs> yes, you know there would definitely be a frostbite wiener joke for yes, sure, there right? Would. Um, let me tell you the story. Uh, producers apparently from NBC 
said that they were in talks to have him host. However, talks, quote, stalled at the 11th hour. One well-placed source. Now, this story comes from page six, but, you know, they're in New York, so they would know. I know that Harry was all in. He was really serious about doing it and would have been great fun as promo for the book. SNL producers apparently have been after him for a while. Everyone on the show was really into it. And another insider confirmed it, saying there's always lots of names in the mix, but Harry was definitely a name being discussed. But we don't know why. Why do you think talk stalled? Like, what could have put the hammer down on Maybe um, the backlash over just, you know, the public who haven't read the book having this perception that, oh, stop talking. Oh, you're revealing too much. Like, oh, get over yourself, that kind of thing. Like, and maybe some leftover, um, you guys just want publicity. You're moving here. Like I heard so many people say, oh, so they don't want any attention, but they're moving to L.A. Okay. And it's like, now that we've read the book, we know that they had no choice, really. You know, it just wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't, you just have to know that like a lot of these things, they were forced because they're fleeing you yep. know, and it's like they don't necessarily want attention. They just want to raise their family, you know, and I I think maybe it would be like, oh, look, he definitely wants attention, you know. So maybe they shied away from it at the time. I think it would be super good for him right now because um, he's had to be so vulnerable and talk about such serious stuff for so long. I'm sure it's really good to get all of that out. But at the same time, we want to know that he's OK like, I want to know that he's okay, and I would love for the public to see that he can maybe poke fun at himself, you know. Well, and to your point, like, I think because a lot of the topics in the book spare and a lot of the promo for the book have been so heavy and dark and, you know, again, controversial, at least, you know, there are people who think mm-hmm. that they're going too far and that they're being selfish and all those things. Like, that is a very dark and heavy space, and so a place like SNL, the stage you know, for him in that venue would be far more lighthearted and joyful and he would get to laugh at himself. And, you know, the world could see that he's not perhaps going to take himself too seriously. So I think absolutely. Yeah. But again, I have no zero idea because I don't think they give two rips about what other people think about them being selfish or like all of that stuff. Like, you wouldn't write the book if you felt that way. Right. So I feel like he would just be like, you know, middle finger to anybody that is concerned about, you know, me, you know, because you could hear Speaking somebody saying truth. like, oh, a royal on SNL. That's unheard of. You can't do that. And he's like, he doesn't care. He just left the monarchy. He yeah. does not care. Yeah. Right. Like what he does care about is protecting the future for his family and being able. I mean, let's cut to the chase. This is really just all about affording security Mm -hmm. so that him and his family can be safe. Like you can cast judgments. You can make have opinions about what their choices. Like, I don't agree with everything he's said or done by any stretch. And I think sometimes he comes across a little out of touch with the real world. But hey. It's fine. I mean, if you grew up in that kind of a gilded cage. Well, and also there are a hundred other people that are out of touch with the world Mm -hmm. that we love and adore that we don't complain about. So, you know, ask yourself why it is these two that you're complaining. Anyway, the moral of the story is that they're entitled to just be themselves. But I think in terms of when I think of anybody else showing up on SNL, I feel like he would be great. So I don't understand why. I think it would really change people's perception. In the world of public opinion, not that he necessarily cares. 
Well, good. I'm glad we've gotten this all figured out, Dawn. I mean, get him on SNL. Let's People do it. would, you know, because Americans were so easily swayed. Yeah. If he made an appearance on SNL and hosted, it would be like, oh my gosh, I love him now. Yeah. You know, uh, we're flighty. Absolutely. Uh, here's the thing. We've got our interview all ready to go. So let's take a break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, we have a very special guest who's going to be speaking to us about the situation in Syria and uh, how you can support those affected by the earthquake in that region when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. It's a Wednesday and, um, you know, middle of the week for us. The comfortable life most of you are having. And so. We just want to take some time to think about others and remind everybody out there about some of the tragedies that are happening around the world, especially in Syria and Turkey right now. Uh, Bradley, introduce our guest for us. Yeah, so we have with us today Roy Musali from Alight's partner, Questcope. You guys have heard us talk about Alight, and you've been a part of Alight's journey helping those around the world displaced by a number of um, tragedies and, and uh, factors. But uh, Roy's here to talk about, and by the way, he's currently leading efforts in Syria from Damascus while his team is in Aleppo, Syria, which is you know the hardest hit city on the Syrian side. Alight's raising money to provide resources to his team, and they're operating three shelters and supplying hundreds of residents with food, clothes, and a safe place to sleep. Roy, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share with our listeners today. Uh, thank you for hosting me. It's uh, such a privilege to be able to share with you what is happening and to know of your interest in supporting uh, us. So this is really special. Thank you. Oh, thank you for uh, being willing to talk to us. So you are in Aleppo right now, correct? So I am in Damascus. Oh, Damascus. Uh, the teams are, uh, yes, are doing all the responses in Aleppo and in other cities, Latakia. Banyas and uh, and Hama. I am based in in Damascus, but I'll be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The day after tomorrow, I'll be in Aleppo. But we are organizing the response from here and shipping uh, uh, truckloads of uh, food and clothes from Damascus. So I'm organizing and leading the efforts from Damascus for now. So. Thank you. Once again, if you're just joining us, we have Roy uh, coming through from Syria, helping the people um, there to rebuild their lives. What are you basically, just a basic question, what are you seeing? What is it like for people there right now? I mean, what is being seen is uh, dramatic. People have fled their homes uh, because buildings have collapsed uh, so 60 buildings have collapsed in Aleppo and others are still collapsing. And as we were talking now, five minutes ago, uh, there was an aftershock in Damascus, which is almost 300, 350 miles from the epicenter. So things are still going on and you have still uh, buildings uh, collapsing. So people are very much afraid. They are traumatized. Nobody wants to stay in their homes, even if they are told they are safe. Mm-hmm. And all everybody is going to the streets and they are being ushered into collective shelters where we are providing, along with uh, other organizations, uh, food, warmth, uh, clothes, uh, and uh, and support. So this is being done as we are speaking uh, now. 
So obviously, Roy, we know that people, there's so much going on right now and the crisis continues, but you've got people who need shelter. You've got people who need food. You've got people who need medical supplies. How are you able to start coordinating that effort or at least pick and choose where and how to respond right now? So basically what we have done, uh, we have, uh, along with the uh, local uh, church, the Syriac church, uh, we have... uh, we are operating three uh, collective shelters where we have about 1,000 people that uh, took refuge from the first, uh, I mean, dawn when there was mm-hmm. the earthquake. In the other uh, shelters, which are now, they rose up from 17 on the first day to 180 shelters in Aleppo. Uh, we are providing uh, support according to uh, what is available. So yesterday uh, we sent four truckloads of uh, of clothes, uh, blankets, and uh, jackets, and then we have also sent food. So we are basically taking care of the three shelters, I mean, entirely, we are responsible for them. And the others, we are able to distribute according to uh, what we get. So there is some coordination going on with the local authorities, but also with the UN agencies and other international organizations. So on the first day, there was no coordination at all because everybody was really shattered and where there were no means and resources. Mm-hmm. But little by little, coordination is uh, being put in place. So it is, uh, it is, I mean, it is, there are hopes, but we know mm-hmm. it's not a small thing. Uh, just to give you an idea, from the, uh, the buildings that were uh, identified that were a little bit risky and they were tested, one third of them was uh, not uh, livable. So they had to evacuate the people who even wanted to, to go back. Oh. So it is very risky to stay in, um, in most of the buildings and most of the people are, are outside. So we are helping now with the most immediate needs, food, shelter, even heating. I mean, people don't have uh, any heating. We only get one hour every 10 hours uh, of power during the day. That's all over uh, the country, and in Aleppo, it's even um, it's even worse. So we are providing those basic needs, but at the same time, preparing for the next phase, which is helping people to come back. So we will need eventually to repair the homes, even if they are not damaged structurally, but they will need to be repaired in terms of doors, windows, glasses, and other uh, things. And uh, those tests for seeing if those buildings are okay or not is being done as we are uh, speaking. But so we are uh, responding to the immediate needs now, saving lives uh, from the rubbles and saving lives lives from the heat and from the from the cold and from uh, I mean uh, not having enough to uh, to eat. So this is what we are doing. But at the same time, we're preparing for the future for the repair of the homes. But this will take a lot of time. It's a big, big, big uh, yes. uh, It's a big uh, job. Absolutely. It's only just the beginning. And in our last few moments together, Roy, first of all, we want to say thank you again for taking a moment to speak with us. Roy Musali from Alights Partner, Questcope, who's... Uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Currently on the ground leading aid efforts in Syria to help those affected by the earthquake, earthquakes rather across the region. When people make contributions, Roy, uh, because that's what we're hoping people will head to the website and make a contribution. What does that financial assistance in the last few moments we have together allow you to to get done? So, for example, uh, if uh, we have a contribution of $50, it helps uh, buy a blanket, pillow, and a jacket. Uh, we are also $200. We are providing the family with cash because nobody has any money. A food for two weeks will cost about $85 for the family. Dignity kits for the women or hygiene kits per person would be uh, $20. And then providing basic heating, few hours per day of heating in the freezing uh, cold for the month will be $240. So anything that comes in that range, we are trying to see where are the needs and how we can adapt what is coming in terms of contribution to the needs uh, in the field, in the collective shelters mostly. Wow. Well, thank you so much for giving us those tangible numbers there. So people, you know, you could get together with people in your office and provide, you know, a coat, a blanket, a pillow, just basic needs, you know, that people need and and if you're a little bit more generous you know provide heating you know 250 dollars you can do that in an afternoon so we are just really really thankful that you were able to take some time and talk to us and we will do everything we can to get you as much as you can so that you can do the job that you're doing and and thank you so much for having an open heart and wanting to help people Thank you, Don and Bradley. This is really much appreciated. All your support and interest. Thank you. Absolutely. Roy, uh, that's Roy Musali from Alight's partner, Questcope. Again, he was joining us from Syria on the ground, helping those affected by the earthquakes across the region. And one thing we didn't get to, Don, was that in that part of the world, of course, there yes. were many people already affected by conflict and sanctions and reasons to encourage uh, us to give even more so that, you know, you had people who are already fleeing um, leaving yes. their homes behind and now have to do it again because of a natural disaster like this. And that natural disaster is spread across literally countries, an entire region of the world. And Roy laid out, I think, very clearly that even, a, you know, a small contribution of a few dollars puts yeah. actual resources in people's hands right now on the ground. Yes, like $20 for a hygiene kit. I mean, yeah. just the basic yeah, getting it's, yourself clean, <clears throat> you know, that's just... Yeah, exactly. So, again, if you want to learn more about a light's response, how you can help, as Roy laid out, just head to wearealight.org. And uh, there is a, a link directly to yes. to that support. We've put it on our show page in case you forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we'll keep you updated. We'll let you know. I mean, you know, one thing about Alight is they keep us up to date with all the work that they're doing. And I guarantee you this is just the start of a continuing effort. They're not just going to stop asking for help tomorrow. This is a, as Roy said, this is something that will continue for, well, yeah. unfortunately, a very long time in right. the future. To, right? ha- to help them rebuild their lives. Absolutely. Right?
Well, we're so grateful Roy could join us. When we come back, we are going to turn back to pop culture. And in fact, Dawn is going to help a listener. It's Dreamweaver Dawn when we return right here on My Talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Just to remind you, if you just joined us, we talked to Roy, who is on the ground in Syria right now, um, uh, helping with an organization. What is it, Quest? Uh, so, uh, Alight has a partnership and affiliation with an organization called Questcope that also helps Questcope. displaced persons, and Roy. Uh, has been with them for years and Roy's just like an amazing person. We didn't get anywhere near enough time to talk to him about all the work that's been going on, but he has been directly responding Mm -hmm. and helping his teams coordinate relief efforts in Syria, which a lot of people haven't heard about the effects of the earthquake in Syria as much as Turkey for a number of reasons. Mm But um, it's important to remember that like this earthquake, you know, transcended borders or trans. Is that what's the word? I don't know. You know what I mean? It affected multiple countries. It did. And you can go to our website right now. Look on Bradley and Dawn show links. And there is a link where you can give in a secure, safe place. Yeah. And And you guys know Alight. You've been supportive of Alight's work in Ukraine and places around the globe in Africa. So, And, you know, I believe when you make a donation, there's a place for you to put a little message as well. So say I'm a my talker and, you know, absolutely. Let us know. Yeah. All right. So it's time to interpret some dreams. Why don't you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car and I couldn't control it. Then I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dream Thank you. That's what it should say. Yes. What what dreams are we interpreting? I think we have a very special guest dream interpretation. Do you want to start with that one, yeah, or did you want to start, start with, with somewhere one. else? Okay, nope, let's go ahead. And we do got that. this really uh, random voicemail, I think, from a listener. No, actually, this happened during <laughs> Donna and Steve, right, Mike? Yeah, right at the uh, tail end of the Donna and Steve experience, we, uh, Donna was talking about the fact that she just had a dream last night that was very bizarre. Did we tell and, her, by the way, that we're going to do this? Well, so I, I did. I told I her to tune in at one thirty. Okay, yeah, if you're listening, girl, text yeah. us and let us know. Text her and let her know. I said. Uh, because I think uh, Steve was going to look up some random app, and I was like, no, 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 no. We've got the expert God, when it why? comes to interpreting That's dreams. To me. Exactly. So I said, tune in at one thirty. We'll tell you all about your dream. So yes, they okay. obviously don't listen. Great, thanks. Oh, it's fine. So I got this, is it? I got this cut up in two different parts. We'll okay. listen to the first part, and then I'll fast forward. She gives a little bit more detail. But okay. uh, here was uh, the tail end of the show today, which as makes me think of my dream last night. My sister was trying to suffocate me. What? Is that right? Yep. I mean, I literally yelled out. Oh, actually. Susan, stop. And we'll fast forward here. Well, she was trying to kill somebody else and like she was stuffing stuff in their mouth. And And then I'm like, what's the point of this? And then I woke up like gasping for air and going, Susan, stop. All right, here we go. We're going to interpret the dream. All right. So there you go. That's the detail she gave. Wow. And nobody thought to mention, hey. I did. Remember oh, soon after thank that. You did. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Well, mm-hmm. Donna knows that. So anyway, she was just throwing yeah, that out to Steve, thinking he could help. 
Uh, all right, Donna, if you're listening, you have to think about what Susan, the aspects of Susan that come to mind first when you think of Susan. Uh, is she overbearing? Is she, um, I mean, it could be, you know, is she somebody that annoys you um, because she is always telling, um, you know, your other sister things about you when you said don't tell. Uh, so things like that, the three major aspects. So this part of you is trying to force you to change something because death is change in a dream. And so when you feel like you are a victim of change and you're being killed, it's being forced upon you, but you're doing it to yourself. So what are you trying to force upon yourself that, that you're you not want. like you have to change? You know, you have to change. And your inner Susan is trying to force that upon you. You're having a, uh, you know, a conflict within about this thing that, you know, you need to change. And the Susan part of you is trying to force it on you. So that seems like a good thing, right? Because there's a part of you because mm-hmm. it's yourself. That wants you to to change, right? Which means you ha- there's a good instinct there. It's that's just that right. there's another part of you that's resisting. Uh-huh. Is it the conscious self that's resisting? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, it's the or like what part sister, of you? That's a that means it's a very familiar part of yourself. But I'm okay. saying if you're the you feel like you know you're the one dreaming and it's you mm-hmm. that's resisting, as a piece of your other self is coming at you. Mm-hmm. Is it like her? It depends on if it's a man or a woman. Oh, okay. So if since Susan is a female and so is Donna, that would mean that that is a conscious okay. aspect of herself that she's very familiar with. Okay. So that part is trying to get you to change. It's very easy. Yeah. And All then right. she was trying to. Susan. What about stuffing in the mouth? Okay. With pillows. I mean, the uh, your mouth is, you know, it, it's food goes in there and um, you process knowledge that way. So, you know, she's trying to force her to process something that isn't necessarily something that she finds palatable. Mm, okay. Some information. All right. All right, Don, or okay. Don, I hope... Uh, and the other person is just another aspect of yourself. The other person she's trying to kill, it's one that you're unfamiliar with. It's like, we need to stop these other people inside of you so you can really make some change. All right. Okay. I bet I bet Donna finds some value in that. And mm-hmm. if not, if she didn't hear it, maybe you can play it for him tomorrow. I will. And that was way better than the random free dream interpretation app that Steve used. <laughs> Don't do that. It was about sibling rivalry and all this other stuff. No, and no, every you crushed person, it. Yeah, you crushed every it. person is a part of you. Nice. Don't look up what like. Would you oh. like to know what uh, Donna said? Yes. I'm listening. And that's so accurate. The change part. Wow. She's still typing. I'm getting three little dots. You want to hold on for a sec? Yeah. So we just, uh, or we, uh, Dawn just, she said, oh, she says thank you. Okay. Thank you. Great. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, Bradley, give me some dreams. All right. So, listeners, you can have the same experience that Donna just had, and you don't have to actually just have your own radio show to tell us about your dream. You can send an email to yeah. what? Oh, I was just seeing how many you had. Oh, it looks I have, like you had more. No, than I have three. three. I have three. Okay. This was like, this is a my different scratch piece of paper. paper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. You I've can, got 60 I, dreams for you, Dawn. Yeah. You can find my, my email address on our website. My talk. Yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Well, I mean, mine's on there. I can't I think. find ours. Oh, okay. Our show email still hasn't. 
anyway, give me a dream. All right. Do you want the long one, the short one? Do the Let's long see. one um, because I kind of uh, started to read it and um, it's it's kind of funny. It's from Lindsay, right? Okay. So Lindsay has an email and it says the following. I was rushing to perform at an event I signed up for, a small town old timey Western review. For my act, I was going to show off my lasso skills, of which I have absolutely none. I can barely spell the word. I was very late in struggling to cinch my heavy furry chaps around my waist while carrying my lasso and a big saddle to the backstage area. The boys running the event told me I was up next. I could see the current act out in the ring where real cowboys sat on horseback. This is a long one, girl. You want me to read the whole thing? Where real cowboys sat on horseback around the fence watching the entertainment. I knew I was going to be a total failure and was trying to come up with a way to make my act a comedy instead of showcasing my real skill. The boys backstage were laughing at me and uh, now and said they had an old rusty red tricycle with makeshift bullhorns on it that they could put put out for me to rope. Then the belt on my chap broke (laughs) and they dropped to the ground. Just as I figured out how to secure my chaps with the broken belt, there was a ruckus in the corral as the current act flew out of control, jumped the fence, careened out into the streets, causing all the cowboys on their horses to run. I was saved and don't have to humiliate myself any further. I lifted up my broken chaps, grabbed my lasso, and walked out into the ring. The announcers were up in a booth watching their audience disperse and talking about the crash. I asked them if they still got my 20 for participating, even though I didn't get to. They handed me my cash, and I turned to leave. Glad I at least got 20 bucks out of the deal. I mean, Lindsay, that's, that's a fantastic recall there. That's that's, that's an like episode a, of, of that's a, a TV short show. film. That's so cool. All right. So this is really cool because um, what it means, Lindsay, is that this costume that you put on, this has to do with the attitude that you have about how you appear to others. So a lot of times you feel like you're faking it in life. And you are walking into situations where you feel unprepared because you don't believe that you can actually pull this off. And in order to do that, you have to put on a costume and be someone else. But you're like, why am I in this rodeo? You know, you signed up for it. But then I think it's, you know, it could be like, let's say it's something at work. Let's say you have a presentation to give and you're like, oh, my gosh, these are all the higher ups that really know what they're doing. But I'm not convinced that I actually know how to do this. So I have to fake my way through it. Okay, and it's your attitude about how you think other people see you in these situations. You use humor to get through it. Okay, you also have the other people within you that can create that humor. So you have a part of yourself. That's your backstage crew. Okay, all those guys are a part of you. And that's how you come up with the ideas to try to loosen up yourself and kind of um, pretend to other people. That's how you get through things that you don't feel like you're prepared for. Oh, you got your, you know, your backup dancers. Because it's also all for entertainment. So you also treat life as kind of you're kind of amused by it and entertained sometimes you're like how did i end up at this job doing this thing got it or maybe it's a family event where you're like oh my god i have to pretend like i'm you know whatever role it is that you're playing okay that was really good Lindsay. i love that one thank you Lindsay. we took up all the time oh gosh yeah maybe another quick one 
Um, which one is quicker, do you think? Uh, How about we've got Julie and we've also got Tiffany. Um, let's do Julie. Julie. All right, Julie. Dawn is going to read your dream. This is my dream. I received an award at work with three male coworkers, and they've made some sort of detailed metal sculpture of us. The men had very fit muscular bodies and just their torsos, and they had me laying on the floor face down. What? None of us were wearing clothes. Okay. It's the statue. So my look. butt was there for all to see. Okay. Then they gave me a chunk of metal as a souvenir. Also, the workplace is not where I work, and I have no idea who the coworkers were. Love the show. Thanks, okay. Jules. All right. So, Julie, this is about um, how you, uh, your productivity in your life, because you're dreaming about work. Yeah. And it's a part of you that has to be productive and you're not really familiar with I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This way of being productive. Uh, it also has to do with your use of imagination to manifest something in your life. So there's things that you need to manifest that you're you've done, but you don't feel very connected to. And you had to use parts of yourself that you're unfamiliar with to do that. So you do have a good use of imagination. But sometimes when you do these things and create these things, you feel uncomfortable and vulnerable when you do them. Is that come from the art part? The art. Yeah. So whenever you have art in a dream. Uh, an art project. That's how you use your imagination to create something and bring it into the What's world. What's the butt have to do with anything? Um, the butt means like that you're when showing she, something. It's it's vulnerable. like she created something that she it makes her feel vulnerable. It's Got also it. something that's like static and not moving because it's metal. So it's like it's not like oh I could puncture this or knock it down or blow it over. It's a permanent thing that you've done it has oh. to do with your productivity okay okay that's fascinating all right when you uh feel like you have a dream that is in need of interpretation mm-hmm. send dawn an email on our show page head to my talk 1071.com and when we come back a question for you cgi kisses is that's where we're is that where we're headed <laughs> with uh hollywood we'll tell you what that means and why when we return right here on my talk 1071 1071 Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Oh my gosh, Bradley, you found this thing out about Jonah Hill's new rom-com. I need to your know everything favorite. about it. No, you, you don't even want to know well, you're I do because you're anti-rom-com. Well, I do want to know this thing because I think you have a genius idea. Well, it's not my idea, but yes, I think it is per chance genius uh, for, well, some. Let me tell you. So I saw this story over on the Daily Mail. I know, I know. Anyway. They don't even kiss. It's CGI. Jonah Hill's co-star claims the star's lip lock with Lauren London in You People, that's the name of the movie, was fake and created in post-production. And I was like, what? They did a CGI kiss? Do they not like each other? Like, what's that all about? So comedian co-star Andrew Schultz, who's also in You People, uh, he relayed this anecdote on The Brilliant Idiots, which is a podcast he co-hosts with Charlemagne the God. Yeah. He says, I don't even know if I should share this bleep, but the final scene, they don't even kiss. It's CGI. Swear to God, son, I'm there. I'm watching the wedding 
and I see them going for the kiss and their faces stop like this far, meaning far apart. He went on holding his hand inches apart. And I'm like, I wonder how they're going to play that in the movie. Oh, they're probably just going to cut it right there. But the movie, you can see their faces come close and then you see their faces morph into a little bit of a fake kiss. That's kind of weird. So I thought, I wonder Do they why. have like a watermelon and then they put as a stand-in, and then like he's like, like making there's a, a hole in a watermelon, and they just have to. And then they take okay. the watermelon. I out. wish you could have all just seen Dawn make out with the watermelon. invisible watermelon. I also love that it's a watermelon. Like it's a little size. large for a head. It is. Well, a watermelon. I mean, there's little girl a watermelon like this big. Oh no, there's little watermelons. Oh, okay. You know. Or how about a cantaloupe? <laughs> yeah, a musk melon. Yeah. A nice little honeydew. A honeydew. Or is this a honey don't? So I don't know why. <gasps> You're clever. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> I don't know uh, why they did this. Maybe but one then of I them kind of cold. I mean, there's that, right? Mm-hmm. But I kind of then thought this might be a genius because I don't know about you, Don, but whenever I watch people kiss on screen, I always, uh, this tells you where my brain is. Yeah. I'm not thinking like, oh, yeah, I want to. You're not like, do it, do it. Yeah, no. I'm like, (laughs) I wonder how they really feel about that kiss. Like, (sighs) is this a real, like, do they, are they enjoying that? Or is this just like, oh, it's another day at work? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't. It's not fun. This is one of the things about being an actor I couldn't do. Okay. I've I've kissed people on stage many times. Oh, oh, many, many times. I, I, I don't feel like I could do that. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not comfortable. Well, because you're supposed to be like in it, but like if you're in it, then you're like in it. This is so weird because we talked about this on the Krabby Coffee Shop today. Oh my God. A podcast you can listen to Dawn weekly. Yes. Uh, not on our website, but yeah, on another Garage website. Logic website. Um, we're a subsidiary of that, but don't really have a lot to do with the main thing. It's just a couple of people from Garage Logic, like Kenny the Traffic Kitty. Anyway, you were talking about um, it today. So, yes, um, he was asking me, like, what it was like. Do you practice? And I'm like, yeah, during rehearsal. You don't go, come over tonight and let's practice our kiss. Should we practice our lines? No. You know that part where I stick my hands down your pants? No. That, see, that's the thing I just couldn't get. Because we're not even talking just kisses. Yeah. I, like, there's some, I mean, I watch TV. Uh, they TV, do some stuff. TV. They do stuff. In fact, I had to close the windows the other day, close the blinds. What <gasps> show were we watching? The oh Last of gosh. Us. Oh my God. They just show stuff and you're like, you guys. And I just can't you imagine getting into character. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like when you're at the gym, mm-hmm. you're watching things and you're like, uh oh, what's this? And you're on oh, the machine. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, what Poor are you talking MC, about? He was watching The Handmaid's Tale and he was like, at the gym, when there was parts in there, he's like, oh, God, I don't want people to see this. You yeah, know? I don't watch things on flights for that very reason, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I always think it's weird when you look over and there's boobs, and you're like, um. Remind me to tell you about someone on a flight. We won't talk about it now. Well, now you're telling the story, so you have to. Okay, so there's a woman on our flight to Europe where she was looking at photos of herself that were Naked? all nude. Yes. Oh my God. And she was just scrolling through. (laughs) She's scrolling through. And we're like, oh my goodness, is that her hoo ha? You could see her hoo ha? She was just one row up from us on the aisle, like scrolling through. No, 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 no. Swear to God. Did you say, excuse me, ma'am? 
like we were like, oh, oh. You need to put that oh, away. No, what are you, an OnlyFans character? Yeah, but still, or are you, you know, just sending those to people? It was so bizarre. Well, I've had to like unfollow, like I will follow people like on social media and then like all of a sudden they start posting things on social media and you're like, no, I can't have that. I'm not opening my feed. God knows where and things pop out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Instagrams. Uh, there's that one account that you and I both follow. What? And they've got the like dancers, <laughs> you know, like do, 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 do. They will occasionally post like a retro, like these cheesy retro videos. You're not talking about Britney Spears. Well, but it's kind of, it's actually (laughs) Britney Spears is is also a follow where I have opened my Instagram Mm -hmm. and Britney Spears. You're my number one. You're my number one tonight. Her, uh, uh, what did we call them? Giblets were hanging out. (laughs) And I'm like, just covered by like the tiniest of her cutlets. Yeah. Well, and her giblets. Okay. Her giblet. Like whatever you call that thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Oh my God. Was covered by a tiny. (laughs) Whatever you call that thing. (laughs) Was covered just by a flower emoji. Her lady parts. Yes. Her lady parts. Her vagina. Yes. Or God's pocket. Like I'd like to. God's pocket. God's pocket. <laughs> what does Lori call it? I don't know. She calls it uh, Lady Flower. Yeah. Hey. Anyway, the moral of the story is you don't want to just, you know, that's one of the reasons uh, you, you got to be careful when you follow Britney Spears because you never know when things will pop out on your Instagram mm-hmm. feed. Where, how did we okay, get this here? Is, I said there was a woman on the flight. That's yes. Why. Okay. So, the, but CGI like sex scenes, that's a great idea because I'm, I don't. It's weird. I'm not into it. I don't know if they're... I just... Whenever it's in a movie, it's like, oh, my God, this is weird and embarrassing. I'm not like, yeah, here it comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's always weird. But I wonder for the actors, too, because I just... I don't know. I think I think too much, and so for me, it would just be... I couldn't outthink that experience. I would just be like, you know what? I'm going to be a character actor where I'm not going to have to do that. I'm just going to do funny things over here with voices and wigs. <laughs> You're doing sound effects yeah. for body parts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't think that a lot of actors like it. Like, most of the time, it makes them feel really uncomfortable from what I've heard. But then there are people that like, oh, they were co-stars and now they're a couple. Well, so- yeah, there, there's that. And I also just think, truly, there are people who are not bothered by it. Like, right? There are people that don't have, the, like, you know, whether it's my own insecurities about my own body yeah. or, like, other people's bodies or whatever it is. Like, I think there are some people who are just, like, supremely well-adjusted when it comes to bodies and they're not bothered by it. Yeah. You know? There's always an intimacy coordinator now because sure. on the set of Westworld, they really had to do something about all those naked people that, that were robots. But it yeah. was, like, just a bunch of people. And just sitting out there in the, you know... Well, I even thought, did you think about that woman uh, who played, I'm assuming it was a live person or a human being in The Last of Us, the show that we've all been watching. Remember, there's a flashback. This isn't giving anything away, but there's a flashback to Indonesia where the right before the. the, Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's an uncomfortable one to watch with your kid because MC is watching that with his son. He's like, oh, boy, well, this is going to be weird. Yeah, fully nude. Oh, yeah, the, the person who, who it was like a victim of the virus, not the virus, mm-hmm. whatever but you call it. But on an autopsy table. On an autopsy table, full naked body. And I thought, like, wow, that's a that was a job. Or I wonder it if is. that was just a... They don't care. 
or if it was like not an actual person. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I mean, they were just all out there. Yeah. Well. Giblets and everything. <laughs> when we come back, thank you, Don. So maybe we'll CGI kiss. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. For our next movie. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't even talk about our My Talk movies. There was no CGI in that. That's was right. There? Actually, there was there CGI. Is CGI. I'll tell you about that in the break. But when we return, what's the most romantic restaurant in Minnesota? There's a list that says uh, they know which one it is. Tell us what your favorite romantic restaurant.